All right, all right, all right. Yes, Lord, it is your boy, Julian Green. It is the End Over End podcast, our first episode through the Spread Podcast Network. I am joined today by my boy, Tim Wiley. Tim, what up, bro? Football season is back. Let's get to it. Yeah, no, it's exciting. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I didn't watch too much of the first, like, uh, the first week of preseason, so I slowly got into it this year, but it really, like, this is the most excited I've been for football probably since the 2015 season, you know, that whole Kaepernick thing kind of put a cloud over the last couple years, and I feel like we're at least getting close to that being not part of the conversation, despite the last few days, so maybe it's just because the Bears are good. Yeah, I think that's probably a big portion of it. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's a big deal, so honestly. But yeah, speaking of the Bears... I feel like the first thing we have to talk about on the End Over End podcast, again, our first episode today, um, the Khalil Mack trade, you know, we're here in Chicago, like we're based um, out of the suburbs of Chicago, actually, so we are both Bears fans, I'm just going to say that now, but I don't know, Tim, um, I guess, I guess, like, where were you when you found out, honestly, like, what were you doing? I'm just curious. I, I remember I woke up that Saturday, read it, didn't really believe it. And then texted you, oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> I asked you that question as if we were talking about like a, an assassination of a president or something. And it's just like a trade involving like a defensive end or like a, an outside linebacker. But either way. An edge rusher. An edge rusher. But um, yeah, no, it, like it's one of the biggest trades in Chicago Bears history. Like that can't be overstated. Um, I, I'll, get it, I'll get into that in a second, but what's up? No, and depending on how it goes, it could be one of the biggest trades in the history of the NFL, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like people, like, you know, people made a big deal out of it. Honestly, it kind of annoyed me because, like, you know, we're fans of the NFL, and we like, you know, you like random defensive players that you like, and I have a couple that I like, you know, and, like, I feel like people who don't even really, like, watch the NFL that are Bears fans are like, oh, yeah, Cleo Mack, we're saying, like, it was dope that the Bears traded for him just because, like, they knew the name because he was good, but they really don't know anything about Cleo Mack, you know? They just know that he's good, mm-hmm. right? But, like, he's, like, not just good. And I feel like even some, like, some actual, like, media guys that have, like, a national, you know, a national audience were overlooking the fact that this dude was, like, an all-pro at two different positions. Like, I didn't hear anyone mention I feel I feel like I only heard, like, one person mention that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so rare in any sport, let alone the NFL, that you trade one of the best players in the league, certainly one of the best at his position, trading him while he's still in his prime to a diff- to another team to go and fin- you know, at least finish out his prime in that for that team. Right. Maybe finish out his career depending on if he re-signs again with the Bears. But name name the number of times that's happened. The only way that I can kind of describe it, I feel like I'll think of a better example, is like in the NBA, and I remember I said this to you last weekend, but I actually have a variation to what I said. So I remember saying to you, it's kind of like when James Harden got traded from Oklahoma City to the Rockets, to Houston, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's a guy like basically in you know the middle of his prime or entering his prime. Uh, you know, he could have done more in Oklahoma City had he gotten, you know, more minutes or whatever the case may be. But I feel like it's actually like if Oklahoma City would have traded Russell Westbrook because he actually had, like, some more accomplishments. And, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, accomplishments, Defensive Player of the Year is basically, like, MVP because defensive players don't win MVP. So and, and honestly, like, a defensive player can impact the game way more than an offensive player 
if you have the right defensive player, like Aaron Donald or yeah. Khalil Mack, you know? So, like, this is somebody who's going to set the tone for your defense for the next 10 years. Um, you know, obviously, if he's healthy, knock on wood. I just knocked on my desk here. Like, <laughs> like this is this is a big deal. And, I, you know, people made it into a big deal, but I know we live in a time where things kind of come and go, and I feel like this is already kind of, like, come and go. But, like, one of the literally 10 best players in the NFL just got traded to the Bears. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's you, the Bears you know, have a reputation for not doing stuff like this. And you know the last the last thing they that did come, even come close to this was signing Julius Peppers, and before that was trading for Jay Cutler. Yeah, but even then, Jay Cutler was you know certainly not <clears throat> top ten quarterback in the league. Definitely, definitely not top five. And everybody knew that Julius Peppers was at the end of his prime, going into the last years of his career. Yeah, Jay Cutler is obviously the first one that comes to mind, and Peppers was good because that was a free agent signing, but, you know, they were, like, the favorites going into it, but it happened pretty quickly, so it was exciting. Here's one that I thought you were going to mention, but what about Brandon Marshall? I remember, like, I was in college. It was, like, the summer in between, like, my sophomore year, or it was actually, no, I was on spring break because it's in March, NFL free agency, but... um, I was like walking to my friend's house at the time, actually, because he didn't. He just like lived down the block, and I got the like the alert that Brandon Marshall got traded to the Bears. And I, I didn't even like obviously no one even knew that was coming. So, and there was no discussions or anything before. So that's like that was surprising, honestly. As surprising yeah, as this, I think that I think that really matches it in terms of surprise factor. But in terms, you know, we weren't necessarily looking as Brandon at Brandon Marshall as the cornerstone <clears throat> of the franchise. He's a very important piece. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but. He was certainly not the cornerstone, and he'd already, you know, been ran out of town by from two different teams. Let me and, say you know, this: if Brandon, Marshall, I knew there were off-field issues, so I think that's where the <clears> difference is. A little bit. The thing with Brandon Marshall is he's actually had a few legal disputes. I know he hasn't in a while, and I'm not, I'm not trying to rehash that. But if he, you know, if even if he was like had his his life life together earlier, a little bit more like to even then he could have been he would have put up more stats and had a better chance at going to the hall of fame and if he had tweaked his attitude and been able to play for better teams you know i don't know like brandon marshall i knew brandon marshall was good before he came to the bears and i've i've kind of like lost you know for like maybe the first year or two after he left the bears i kind of lost perspective on how good he was actually but mm-hmm. brandon marshall like he can't, like there was games where it seemed like all they did was throw the ball to him i know jay loved him but he was great man brandon marshall is he's one of the most i feel like he's one of the most physically talented players in nfl history i, I guess at least receiver wise right yeah i mean he's gotta be up there he wasn't even a first round pick if i'm if i'm not mistaken honestly so it's interesting man I'm excited for Cleo Mac. I, I feel like I wanted to ask you something. How, what about the price? You know, at first when I when it was first two first round picks, right? So the Bears are gonna get Khalil Mack and they're gonna get the um the Raiders twenty twenty second round pick as well as a conditional fifth round pick in twenty twenty, which those usually don't even <clears throat> convert. I'm not sure what the condition is, but just from, you know, NFL recent history i guess but yeah um so the raiders get the bears 2019 first round pick 2020 first first round pick and 2020 third round pick but when it was first announced it was basically you know just you know across the the line or scrolling across the bottom on espn two first round picks right yeah two first round picks so you know the the second round pick that the bears get back is, is big you know it's not 
you know, it's not like a pick swap. You know, they could they could have set that up instead. That would have been great. But getting the, a second round pick is great. Like a second round pick has just a good a chance as being a good starter as a first round pick. Oh yeah, and when you look at it in terms of where the Bears think that they're going to go, you look at it this way: the, tw- the 2019 first round pick. You know, this year they're going to be hopefully middle of the road to contending for a wild card spot that's what that's where they would like to be we're going to talk so, about the bears yeah i want to play we'll, we're we'll, going to do an we're going to do a social experiment i'm going to tease it when we get to the bears in our in our quick division previews we're going to do a social experiment okay it's going to be fun right. i'm i'm interested okay. in what's going to happen but go ahead <laughs> so you know so the bears don't have a first round pick in 2019 but you know if you think of it this way 2019 first round pick is Khalil Mack right but you, but you get him in a season before you would the draft pick. Yes, don't you have forget to pay we don't have our second round pick because of Anthony Miller, by the way. That's true. Um, and Ryan Pace the other day said, "Well, just think of it as Anthony Miller's our second round pick from for two thousand the two thousand nineteen draft." That's why we're in you sync. Know. That's exactly why I said that. So yes, sir. But uh, and obviously, you know, you, you're not paying. Uh, Khalil Mack, the rookie salary for 2019, you're paying him top dollar for 2018 and 2019. That's the second part of my question. Salary cap space is not an issue for the Bears. They've got plenty of money, and they have more money coming off the books next year, and they 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 can release people to get even more money off the books. Money is not an issue for the Bears. You know, say what you will about the rebuild process, and say what you will about even Mike Glennon's deal, but the Bears have done pretty well for themselves in terms of creating cap space. Then you get to the 2020 draft. If the Bears are on the trajectory they think they're going, they will be in the playoffs in, in, in next year. So for the 2020 draft, they'd be drafting 20th or later. And if you know what path are the Raiders on? You know they brought in so many new bodies this season. You know if at the very minimum they're going to kind of tread water. Yeah. You know we we were talking earlier we've. Let's we'll get talk let, let's get, get into the, the teams. Yeah, let's get into the teams when we get to it. Actually, yeah, let's kind of yeah. let's kind of keep so, it to uh, the reactions, though. Yeah. So there's what there's about this the money though? Six years, one forty-one, ninety million guaranteed, sixty million the moment he signed it. So that equates to about uh, ten. He'll be he'll take up about ten percent of the cap each year, and but the cap's only going to go up because that's just the way the the business works. So that number is going to go down as the deal progresses. And would you not pay 10% to, to have one of the best defensive players in all football, let alone best at his position? That this this is a home run for me. Yeah, no, I'm you know a lot of people. I have a a Cowboys fan that is uh, that I work with actually, and you know he was kind of saying like, oh you you give up all this money and you're gonna or you give up all these picks and you pay him all this money and I was literally like, bro, like. They just got one of the best players in the NFL. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're going to have to play, pay good players eventually. And, you know, Colin Cowherd said this, so I'm going to give him credit. Like, you're getting those picks back if you're the Raiders, and they don't have a pass rusher now. They're just going to be trying to draft a pass rusher. You know, and it's going to be a worse pick where you're not going to be able to get a Khalil Mack. So, and then you're going to have to pay those pass rushers eventually anyways. So I know you want to build the offense around Derek Carr, but you just you get those two players locked in to be the leaders of, you know, each side of the ball. And that's what you do. Like, that's what the Bears are going to want to do if Cleo Mack 
you know, plays this extension out, you know, he might even be able to get another good, like, three-year extension after this contract is done, especially if he, you know, is great, you know, as, a, like, a legacy contract and he's still going to be productive. Yeah. And you hope that Trubisky, we'll talk about it, goes, like, a long way. So it's interesting, you know. We're going to move on, but you, like you said, man, this is a home run. There's no, This is a no-brainer. The, the Bears got one of the best players. Whatever you have to give up, you know, even if they didn't get the second-round pick, I would still be saying that. I would I would definitely not be as confident, you know. I, I wouldn't be yeah. going, going in, you know. But, um, you know, even at that price, man, like first-round picks are awesome, but I think I texted you this, you know, my first reaction to that was, and, and I might be just being uh, – I might just be being a defensive Bears fan, but at the same time, like two first round picks, you know, especially for a good front office is going to be, you know, one of them you're probably going to miss on, or he's at least not going to be as good as wherever you're picking him and paying him. And then the other one is, you know, has a good chance to probably bust, you know, chances are one's going to be bad Mm -hmm. and the other one's just going to be good. The chance that you're going to get a Khalil Mack is you would need to get you know, probably three, like, again, if you pick four, let's say you pick in the top five, f- like four years in a row, the chance that you get a Khalil Mack is maybe one of those four times. I would say one of five, honestly, right? Like, I bet you if you if you looked it out of who became, like, and it's not just, we're not talking about, like, an all-star level player, you know? We're, I like to equ- use, like, NBA players. Like, we're not talking about, like, <laughs> I don't even know who's like a really good NBA player, like a Blake Griffin or something. Like we're talking about like a Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. Like this is a, a highly skilled Hall of Fame level player, honestly. So it is on. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. It is so awesome. The Bears, okay, yeah, we'll get into the Bears because they have a good defense. So the next, I want to make this next one quick because this is, I'm, I'm honestly tired of talking about this topic. Um, Le'Veon Bell um, what are your thoughts? I, I didn't get any of your thoughts before the pod. You know, he's obviously just to, you know, I'm sure people know by now, but Le'Veon Bell has been holding out. Um, he might not play until November. That's what people are saying. The offensive line has begun to like call him out on social media, basically. Um, Tim, what are your thoughts? My, I understand where he's coming from, especially since he's being vastly underpaid. And, but I also get as, as an offensive lineman myself, I, understand their frustration and you know he's not yes he's looking out for his own well-being and his future he's also not being a great teammate right now so yeah i haven't put too 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 much thought into this because he's now in the bears but you know the steelers run is coming to an end soon let me ask you this tim if this was any other like walk of life right how would this be like okay if that makes sense, like obviously no one would like hold out of work, but this is and there's special circumstances on both sides. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like Le'Veon Bell, like yeah, they're a team, bro. But like this is Le'Veon Bell's job. Like his team is like his team. Like his team is not yeah. gonna be there for him, you know, even just three years from now. Those guys aren't gonna like they can't do anything. Like of course he has friends and all that, but this is his job, you know. So like I can't like he's just going into work. I think people overanalyze like how much a team means like yeah it definitely means something don't get me wrong and winning and being part of a team is like one of the best feelings and that's awesome but at this and and working together towards something feels awesome but at the same time everyone also has to be you know out not in a cynical way but has to be out for themselves and Le'Veon Bell is not just a regular NFL player you know he's not like a quarterback doing this like 
this is a running back who has a very short shelf life and he has earning opportunity and you have to capitalize on that opportunity almost at all costs you know and if it means that you can't be there for your friends to try to win a trophy that is going to be again really good for you but like I think if you you know if you put truth serum on most NFL players they asked you you know are you going to get like a huge contract or win a Super Bowl they're going to tell you they want the huge contract you know so yeah and, and so when Le'Veon and, has the chance to do that people are mad at him for this mythical thing that you know this mythical prideful thing that when if you were in that situation you'd be doing the opposite no matter what you tell yourself if your agent was telling you to hold out you would do it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely understand and to your point about people who would about people would say they want the contract and people who say no they want the Super Bowl are typically guys who already have gotten that big contract exactly and people do want to like dude like even when I think like we're not in the NFL and if I think about winning a Super Bowl like I want that you know what I'm saying like that that, that looks amazing that looks like it's the most amazing feeling in the world but if you ask me if I wanted to win a Super Bowl or if I got like let's just say Cleo Mag $90 million or like whatever levy I might get, you know, like $30 million guaranteed, I would take the $30 million. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not a question. So I don't know. And, you know, I, I do know that it's like, you know, there's different, like there's, you know, it's it. people, I think, overanalyze like the amount of money as well. Like, oh, it's like a couple million off top. Like, you don't have a couple million off top. So like, how do you know what it's like for someone to tell you like, no, I don't want to give you this extra five million that you could get if you just move to a different city? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I just think, you know, one thing I want to do, and that's why I said we're going to have some truth serum later. Like, you know, I always want to like try to predict things and, and nothing is like ever, nothing is ever for certain, you know, but I always want to try to like tell the truth. And I just feel like a lot of sports fans are so like, even though they know they're not like being logical, they're still like, they still have that take, you know? It's like, what the hell? Like, I don't know. But I get it though. I definitely do. I definitely get the uh, the team concept. So whatever. Yeah. Get that bread, Le'Veon. All right. So I'm passionate about a lot of things, honestly. Um, so rookie QBs, right? So thoughts from the preseason. Just in general, like who stood out to you? Um, who looked terrible? What, do you, what are your feelings? The two who, who stood out most to me were Josh Darnold and Lamar Jackson. Josh Darnold. Um, <laughs> what? You said Josh Darnold. Oh, my God, Sam Darnold. Excuse sorry. me. No, I was looking good. at my sheet, and I saw I was reading Josh Rosen. <laughs> and Sorry. My apologies, Sam. But... Uh, you be yeah. yeah you be Sam. careful the God's gift to quarterbacking, bro. Relax. <laughs> Jesus. People who stood out: Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson. You know, and I did not get much of a chance to watch Baker Mayfield. Let me just but... start, let me just stop you right here because there's I I know I just I'm passionate. I just told people I'm passionate about a lot of things. You know what I'm passionate about in this conversation, Tim. You know yep. I am a USC fan. You know how much I love Sam Darnold. Um, I just want to ask you, and I want you to, I know you like to play devil's advocate and all this stuff. Let me just ask you, like just dead ass, right? Like deep down in your heart right now, you know Sam Darnold's a franchise quarterback, right? You know he's probably going to win a Super Bowl one day, right? You know it's going down, bro. <laughs> I think franchise quarterback, absolutely. Super Bowl, that's, there are too many other variables. Tony Romo to. just came out today and said he has everything he needs to be the best quarterback in the league. It's on. 
He has the work ethic, bro. And when people say that, like, if you have the potential and then, like, everything you hear is... Like, and he doesn't just have, like, a good work ethic. It's not like a... It's like a... It's, it's even, like, dude, at least, like, Russell Wilson posts on social media about, you know, his religion and all that stuff. Like, Sam Darnold doesn't even do that. Like, look at his Instagram. Like, he's, like, the blandest dude ever. So all he wants to do is be great. He, he has everything he needs, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> you know it. I... I agree with you 1 million percent on the franchise QB thing, but there are just too many other variables to guarantee a Super Bowl. True. You know, true, true. Dan, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. How, how about this, though? What I'm saying is that he's one of those guys where he could take a team that probably shouldn't be in the Super Bowl and win it. That doesn't, he could get there and lose it. I'm just saying he's capable of doing that. Yes. I, yeah, I'll, I agree with you on that one. And there's yeah, only true. ever eight quarterbacks in the league there's only ever let's say five quarterbacks in the league probably if we really look at it season by season that are capable of doing that at any one time some people leave it for two or three years and then all of a sudden come back or some people only do it for two or like i would only say that about matt ryan the last like two years right like i thought last year he took a step back kind of but you still feel like after that mvp season he's on a level for another year or two to where you know yeah he's top five top five even though he probably wasn't he was never really top five before that you thought he could be but he never really followed through so but i don't know man sam's just so fun to watch man he's just he just had like i knew it i watched the first preseason game i did watch his um and like you just you know everything that i thought going into the game was confirmed you know every time everything that i've wanted to see personally you know and from like people that i read as well about the draft and about just quarterbacks in general and the league you know everything that you've wanted to see from him you see like all the check marks he hits you know um but i do have some thoughts on some other guys so i just wanted i just wanted to have that that seat that session right there so yeah all right excuse me as i take a sip but no what did you think of baker what did you think of baker honestly i did not get much of a chance to watch him at all so, but, so, what, what? Well, I, I just feel, I do think that, um, you know, when I watched his workouts before the draft, I was, like, pretty impressed by his arm, because I did, I didn't watch a ton of him, I, I'm not going to lie, like, I don't, I don't watch a crazy amount of college football, I watch a lot Yeah, more. I, I watch way more college football than you do. Yeah, I watch more, like, highlights, and last season, I caught, like, almost every SC game live outside of, like, two or three of them. But I did, um, you know, and that's the first season I'd done that in, like, a while, you know. I caught on, like, probably halfway through Sam Darnold's, you know, first season starting. But, yeah, man, I, you know, I didn't get a lot of a lot of Baker Mayfield in my life before this. Uh, I got I got more Lamar Jackson than, than Baker Mayfield, honestly. But, so I had opinions. I had some preconceived notions. I did watch the national title game. I did leave that game, like, being like, oh, he's, you know, he's actually pretty good, you know. I thought he was impressive. Um but I just think, like, if we're having, you know, if we're being truthful, you know, it's not that Baker can't be a good quarterback. It's just that, like, the Browns chose a quarterback who, you know what I just described about Sam Darnold, right? Yeah. Baker Mayfield can be very, very good, but there's no way he'll ever be that. And somebody who, me, who has literally, like, besides just being a lifelong fan and also spending hours trying to learn things about watching guys and trying to get, I guess, just better about separating talent there's if, if i can tell baker mayfield is not that guy and you have to pick sam darnold then i'm pretty sure almost everyone in that organization can too so i'm just curious to who 
who made that call and why? You know, is, is it is it's John Dorsey, right, the GM? Like, does he really think that? Does he really think that Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Donald? Like, I just. <laughs> I think it might have been, maybe more of an attitude thing, you know, because like, he they may have had them relatively comparable, you know, in terms of on the field talent. But I don't necessarily believe that, but that's that just might have been their evaluation of it. Every and, most quarterbacks in NFL history, if you take the top ten quarterbacks, I bet you eight of them are very similar to Sam Darnold. How does Tom yeah. Brady and Peyton Manning act? So, that I think you're you're missing my my point is that for the, the Browns are cursed, you know, and particularly at the QB position, and I think they just wanted you. They kind of try to go for this with Johnny Manziel in just one of the... Right, uh, right. You know, and, and one, Baker's... one of the cockiest people that you can... that you could have drafted. You know? I'm not saying his, Baker Mayfield's confidence is undeserved. I'm not saying that. And he's not Johnny but, in that aspect, you know? No. He's he's ten times as talented as Johnny Manziel is. But that's, that's an issue for another podcast. No, I think Johnny Manziel's almost as talented if not evenly as talented i'm saying baker's attitude is not as he's not as reckless in his personal life as johnny manzel is yeah cockiness aside yeah so i think you know he's gonna i think they drafted baker mayfield to kind of smash those perceptions of but the that's Browns not why you make a pick quarterback like, this is I'm a not billion right dollar decision. team i'm I'm not saying it was the right decision. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Saying, tra- I'm not. I'm not coming at you. I, I realize you're. I realize you're playing devil's advocate. I'm just replying strongly to your devil's advocate. You know, so it's like, I'm saying, just don't take it personally. I know. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, that's idiotic. That's. That, I almost swore. Really, you know, a very bad cuss word. That's freaking idiotic. <laughs> that's a crazy way to think about things. You know, and then like. You know, I'm sure their logic wasn't just that. I'm sure they see things in Baker they thought other people didn't. But it's just like, this is like, if you can see the train wreck coming, you know what I'm saying? Like that, and and, and if people from afar are like, wow, like look at my Twitter timeline. I, I literally tweeted like a week before the draft, two weeks before the draft, like just different steps. I'm like, I bet you the Browns are gonna like find a way to draft Baker Mayfield or something crazy. I said it tongue in cheek most of the time. I definitely tweeted mm-hmm. it multiple times, and then they actually did it, you know. And then they didn't even take um, who's the end? Who's the edge rusher? I'm blanking on his name. Excuse me. Chubb. Oh yeah, Bradley Chubb. They didn't even take him. They take Denzel Ward. Like it's it's crazy. Like and, yeah, so <laughs> you def. Uh, they really could have drafted Baker Mayfield at four. They could they have, were. and they could have taken Saquon at one. They could have taken Chubb at one. It's just they did, you know. And, and Denzel could be good, but it already seems like he's having issues. Like it's almost the exact same thing they did with Justin Gilbert and Johnny Manziel. They the, just did that later the, in the draft. The Browns are gonna Brown. They are. It's, they did. It's it's crazy. It's funny that like it's not funny, but like it literally is almost sad that like everyone could see that coming and then they did it. <laughs> like it's crazy um but yeah everything i said about the draft about these quarterbacks was true and everyone tried to convince themselves that these quarterbacks are something that they're not you know everyone has everything that you thought going into the draft process is basically what you're going to get in the league sam Darnold's going to be the best josh rosen is going to be the second best we'll see how good he winds up being chances are lamar jackson and josh allen will 
bust or Lamar Jackson will just be okay and I still think Josh Allen is just going to bust if I'm being honest and Baker is going to be probably a journeyman quarterback and that's the reality <laughs> like that's what it's going to be and that's what it was like I could have told like if we would have done a pod right before the draft and you asked me what these guys were going to be I would have told you that and after the preseason it's the same thing you know so and and again I think it's just like a body language thing you can just see it I don't think it takes it doesn't take that much time honestly. But yeah, let's discuss these divisions and these awards, right? So we're going to go through these relatively quick. Right, we're going to start with the AFC North. I want you to just tell me um you know, out of these four teams, you know, division by division, just tell me what you're interested in from these four teams. Um tell me who you think is going to win the division. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna give my predictions as well. I'm actually gonna write down who both of us think. Um, I didn't plan this, so I'm gonna do it by feel, honestly, because that's how I like to go with things a lot of times in sports. So um, I'm gonna write both of these down. We'll at least like you know look at it at the uh, the end of the year just to see. So all right, AFC North. What are your thoughts? Uh, despite the Le'Veon Bell situation, I still think that this is the Steelers' division for at least one more year. Interesting. Why do you think that? I just don't – A, they're the Browns. B, the Bengals, they're not that impressive. There's been some uh, Bengals sleeper buzz recently. There's always Bengals sleeper buzz. I mean, it's you know, it's kind of like – Well, it kind of faded Brown away for football. a couple years. It kind of faded away, but now it's back. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's like Charlie Brown in the football. You know, they think they're – Charlie Brown thinks he's going to kick it. The Bengals think they're going to be good and make the playoffs. And then – so Perfect analogy. Uh, and then you know, I just don't think the Ravens have enough to win the division from the Steelers, you know. So, yeah, I I just still think it's the Steelers division. Interesting. I I basically agree with you. I do think this Le'Veon Bell thing is becoming a distraction. I think that the Steelers are susceptible to distracting distractions mm-hmm. in general. You know what? I'm gonna make a pick. I'm gonna take the Ravens. I'm gonna take the Ravens actually. I actually think they're going to win this division because I feel like it's a contract year with Joe Flacco. He's got something to prove. He knows it. He's got the tools to be a good quarterback. We've seen him be a good quarterback before, and there's no reason to think he can't turn that on. He looks locked in. And he's got the motivation to play really well because he knows he has Lamar Jackson sitting behind him. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. And, I mean, I I honestly could see a scenario where, like, he plays really well and he gets, like, a pretty good offer to be there for another, like, two years because they just know Jackson in practice is, like, not good, and they just got to keep making excuses. Like, I don't know. I just don't think he has it. But, yeah, that, I mean, I guess that's a discussion for another day. But And I do think the Bengals, like, I think the Bengals and the Browns are going to be good. I actually, like, I think Hugh Jackson is the biggest problem with the Browns. <laughs> I think we've seen that from Hard Knocks. But, yeah, I mean... It, it's definitely obvious they have a lot of talent, so I think the Browns are going to surprise some people. I think they're going to win at least six or seven games and probably split with two of the three teams in the division, you'd think, just from the way things usually shake out, so with, like, decent teams. So I don't know, and I think the Bengals are going to win some games too. I don't think they're going to win, like, 12 games by any means, but I think they max out at, like, nine. I, could, I, I mean, maybe 10 and six and squeeze in as a wild card team, so... No, Bengals would go seven and nine or eight and eight. For all the flack we've given Andy Dalton, he is at least like average. That's what's so crazy. Oh, he's top. He's top half of the league. I wouldn't say that, but he's he's top twenty. <laughs> you 
you know, you can get you can get pretty far, you know, nowadays in the NFL, you can get pretty far down the list. You know, I remember when we first started the podcast a couple years ago, we did the list. And once you got to like, you know, usually the top 10 were pretty solid. But once you got to like 12 or 13, it was like, eh. they're, pre- they're pretty interchangeable. Yeah. But now there's some like, you know, I think some of these guys are interchangeable now. But I also think that they're just a better quality, like the middle of the road quarterbacks are a better quality nowadays. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, like like Matt Stafford, you know, he's he's good, you know. You could win a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford one day if you got the right team and coach, but <laughs> that's never gonna happen in Detroit. That's the thing. So yeah. Alright, cool. No, I'm with that. That's interesting. I mean, I think it'll be the Steelers, but you know, they just been so consistent. Like I honestly kept telling our old podcast mate DJ that one day the Bengals, it was just going to happen one year where you think the Bengals are going to be good because they got the same roster, but they just fall off because that's what happens in the NFL. And I, yep. that could be the year. This could be the year it happens to the Steelers. I do also, but the, I, I do think that the Steelers will make the playoffs even if the Ravens win the division, but I'm going to pick the Ravens. Um, but I think the Steelers could be in the Super Bowl too, though, because they are a very talented team. So let's not get it twisted. All right, so AFC East. Uh, I think this is pretty easy. I think the demise of the Patriots has been overblown. I think the Patriots are going to win this division. Um, I think that the Jets are going to be pretty good. I think the Jets could be in a crazy world, like 9-7, and 10-6. and six. Um, I think the Dolphins are going to be better. But I still think this is the Patriots division in a runaway. Yeah. Um, the Bills yes. are going to be a tire fire, by the way. <laughs> LOL, Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Nathan Peterman uh, and Josh Josh Allen. That's just bad. That's all I have to say. Yeah. It's uh, not looking good in Buffalo, that's for sure. But, hey, the hey Dolphins fans, you uh, you get Tannehill back. So. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, they think it's a good thing. I don't think so, that. So. Well, I'm just trying to be supportive of our Dolphins fans. <laughs> So what? You got the Patriots, right? Duh. Um, are the Patriots a Super Bowl contender, Tim, or what? Uh, you will see that when we get to our AFC Championship matchup. If the Patriots were in the NFC, would they be a Super Bowl contender? Mm, no. I'm a contender, yeah. Mm. I mean, there are a lot of people who can they, be contenders. Would you say there's five NFC teams that are better than the Patriots? Uh, that would... Mm, that might be some debate. I don't know. I think there's certainly three that are just as good, if not better. We'll talk. Fine, yeah. AFC we'll South. There. AFC South, what do you think? Um, Not impressed by this division again. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I think it's going to be fun, though. I think it's a fun division, honestly. It's a fun division, but like, not a, whole, not a lot of stuff stands out, you know? Yeah. The, the wild card here is... Well, there are two wild cards. Uh, the Colts. Why didn't the Jags Lark- trade for freaking Teddy Bridgewater, dude? What happened? Why didn't the Jags trade for Teddy Bridgewater? Because they believe in the power of Blake Bortles, <laughs> who's my other wild card. If he can just not be terrible, Where they do you could think- win that. How, so let's say Andrew Luck's ceiling, right, when he was drafted was an A+, plus, right? Yeah, I think we can all agree. There's been maybe like prospect wise, like when at least you know guys, you know Tom Brady wasn't a plus, but you know he got to a point where like his max did become a plus, right? His, he yeah. he raised his ceiling, which most people don't do. You know, LeBron very high ceiling raised it. He took it was a plus plus. But anyways, um, Andrew Luck, right? So a plus, basically the perfect prospect. 
if you had to cap his ceiling, you know, because he's going he's gonna to always have A-plus games, even if his actual ceiling is something less than that, you know, if you had to average it out, what would you average out his ceiling at? Probably A-minus. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's, he, he's still going to be Andrew Luck, but he won't, you know, there will be some things here and there that I don't think will be exactly the same, you know? Uh, he might play a little bit more cautious in terms of extending plays and stuff like that. Um, or, you know, moving out of the pocket to make a play but get absolutely nailed, you know, stuff like that. So, Or he could just be the same old Andrew Luck and keep playing the same way and be an A or A-plus quarterback but be hurt. So Okay. I have a nuanced answer to that because... I really like Andrew Luck. I'm a big fan. You know, same as Sam Darnold. You know, I really like Andrew Luck. I respect him, like, as a person and just the way he plays the game. I, I also think that aesthetically he's fun to watch. You know, he's, he's got a cool motion. He just he's plays, you know, he's, he plays confidently. He's just a great quarterback. Um, you know, I want to say A-minus is probably what I was, would say, too. I, I don't quite know if... A plus is realistic, especially at the age he's at, you know, I feel like maybe, yeah. but you know, part of me wants to like, even though he's, you know, if he would have, let's say broke his leg, I would say it would still be a plus, you know, but mm-hmm. it, the, I feel like, you know, the other thing I was going to say is like, I listen to like a lot of podcasts. I also listen to podcasts while I'm at work <laughs> and I feel like I just hear a lot more like, um, you know, just I, I feel like a lot of things I, I just hear a lot more analyzation than you overall, you know, like about like just like small random things, about you know, about like Andrew Luck or something. Like I feel like I just run into like small situations like that a little bit. So I feel like um my panic meter is like I've, I've ran into like my panic meter about situations being more than you on the podcast before. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like in this situation, like your answer was very non nonchalant. So that makes me feel like if most people think that, like, I don't think people realize, like, Andrew Luck missed all of last year. The year before that, he was not well. Like, he just got the crap beat out of him, okay? And then the year before that, it was basically the same thing. Like, he got the crap beat out of him for two years. Like, that NFC title game against the Patriots where, where, where he threw, like, 40 touchdowns that season, that was the 2014 season. Andrew Luck got his ass kicked in 15, got his ass kicked in 16, and then missed all of 17. Like, Andrew Luck hasn't been Andrew Luck in going on four years here. So this is a big year. You know, it doesn't – like, it's, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's a big year because I don't think anyone thinks the Colts are going to win the Super Bowl, and I hope that's their approach, and I hope that's Andrew's approach. I hope he just works himself into, like, gaining confidence, you know, slowly, but, you know, in a, in a natural way. And – you know, working towards getting, you know, maybe making that ceiling A plus again. Because right now, I don't really think it's A plus because it, it's hard to imagine a guy who hasn't been an A plus guy in three years. And this this literally hurts me to say this is going to be an A plus guy again. You know, after three mm-hmm. years. So I don't know. The league is also at least a little. It was already changing back then, but it's a little bit different now to where. There's even more dink and dunk than there was before, so I think that's to his advantage, you know. Um, but a shoulder injury too for a quarterback is a big deal, man. So and he just started throwing, so we'll see. I, I just don't have big expectations. So yeah, well, I go I ahead. think I think you're very right to point out that it's very easy to forget just how long 
excuse me, just how long he's been out and and or not at 100%. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I don't think I like them to win the division. I think it comes down to either the Texans or the Jags. I feel like people would just think Deshaun Watson is just going to be Deshaun Watson. I know he looked good in the preseason, but, like, I would chill on that. <laughs> I feel like we did yeah, a pretty similar thing with RG3, right? Yeah. Yeah, his his recovery is good this you know this year and how he bounces back from that will be is he big for his development. I think you still have to talk about him as a developing quarterback, obviously. Yes. You know, which, which I think a lot of people are like, oh nope, he's he's made it. Right. It's like, ah. And I think Bill O'Brien finally got an athlete where he could call some crazy plays that he probably know knows he only had like a year or two to call them with Deshaun anyways before people wanted them to kind of reel it in, you know? So I feel like he got some of those touchdowns off of easy throws or plays that he's that he extended that they're not even going to want him to do that in the future anyways. They're going to want him to win it on a different level mentally, you know? So yeah. the fact that the injury takes that away, it doesn't take that away, but it's going to take he's not going to be as dynamic or quick as he was after his second ACL tear here, especially 9 mm-hmm. months later or 10 months later. I guess it's probably 11 or 12 now, but still, I guess like 11, but yeah. He, like, I don't know, that, like, expecting that production, I don't think anyone really expects that production, but even if you expect something, like, really close to that, I think you're being pretty hopeful. Like, I think we should expect a pretty, I think we should above expect, like, a slightly above average quarterback, you know? <laughs> like you yeah, said. I think, I think that's his floor, is a slightly above average quarterback. I what do you think, think his ceiling is? is? This ceiling. I'm saying this year, though. Just this year. Oh, this year? Yeah, yeah. Because I think people, I've seen some people say they might be super, well, no one calls them a Super Bowl favorite, but I've seen people be like, oh, you know, they could win the Super Bowl if Deshaun comes back and there's excitement in their voice, but he's not going to be an MVP this year. That's not going to happen. No, and, and you know me, I'm, I think I'm a, you know, secret Texans fan to go along with my secret Chiefs fandom. Me too. I like the Texans for some reason. And just like, I just, I'm sorry, I just don't think that they might battle for a playoff spot, but they're not making the Super Bowl. No way. Yeah, no, I I mean, if, if they do, it's not because Deshaun Watson was the MVP. It's because their defense was stupendous. And that's yeah, like, it's and, because and, and he was JJ good. Watt, it's because J.J. Watt has found a way to be J.J. Watt again. Yeah. And also, it's become J.J. Watt point, <laughs> 2.0 or something. Same thing I said about um, Andrew Luck, you know, like, J.J. Watt, whatever ceiling you had for him needs to be readjusted. He could still be great. He could still even be oh, yeah. all pro, but he's not going to be the force he once was. No, he's he's a, he's a, basically a bionic man now. Me and him had the same – I have a herniated disc, same place as him. So I, I literally know what it feels like. But I don't know what it feels like to, you know, get into a, a car accident every Sunday. So um, who do you have in the AFC South, though? Uh, I've got the Jaguars. Because All right. I'm not, I don't, Blake Bortles just needs to be not terrible. I know that's hard for him, but he just needs to be not terrible. I, huh. I, I want to take the Jags. Part of me wants to take the Texans, but that's like too far left. Because I feel like something left is going to happen to the Jags for some reason, because they're the Jags. I feel like they could still make the playoffs. I feel like this division is oddly going to give us two playoff teams, honestly. Um, I feel it's going to be like the way you could easily you could see things shake out in the AFC where an 8 and 8 Titans team makes it again, you know. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Jags though. Yeah. 
I'm going to go with the Jags. I do think the Texans will make the playoffs, so I do think that. Um, AFC West, who you got? Uh, I've got the Chiefs. Um, you know, AFC West is a really interesting division. You know, we kind of alluded to it earlier with the Raiders, and, you know, a lot of people think that they're going to fall off. Um, but Derek Carr, you know, another player who probably won't reach their potential again after an injury, Derek Carr. True. You know, granted his is a leg injury, not an arm injury, but it's still super violent. Wait, who'd you say you have uh, won in this division? The Chiefs. Oh. Um, and then Denver's, their offense is, well, their quarterback position is just weird. Um, yeah, sure, they've got Case Keenum, but, uh, you know, can he repeat his performance that he did last year? Um, I'm glad he got the deal he deserved. Like, what happened to Case Keenum is exactly what should have happened to Case Keenum, right? (laughs) <laughs> like, it usually doesn't play out like that in free agency. That People usually get overpaid or, like, over-expectated or <laughs> have too big of expectations. I don't know what I was trying to do with that. Uh, <laughs> or they go to a place and have, you know, they over-deliver expectations. I think he's in a good spot, and he's going to give them exactly what he's supposed to, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to be average. Yeah. It's going to be Baker yeah, Mayfield. Think, yeah, it's just a very average division. <laughs> Um, and then the Chiefs, you know, still have a pretty good team, but, uh, how is, uh, Mahomes going to be his quarterback after losing, after trading Alex Smith, they, you know, they could, they could have kept Alex Smith, but they made a decision to trade him. And also they lose Matt Nagy to, uh, the Bears. So, true. I mean, Andy Reid was always, you know. I don't know. He's a bad in-game coach, Andy Reid. It's not a good in-game coach. That's true. Yeah. Not a good game manager. But, yeah, no, I th- but I think Nagy was a big a big part of it. I don't know, man. I don't think Mahomes is, is going to be a superstar by any means. I think it's kind of fodder, man. I think people are talking themselves into that, honestly. And I think you can see it coming. I think he's going to be okay, but he, I don't think he's going to be an elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. Do you? Like, he's going to be uh, okay no, I, with I Andy Reid, you know? No, I, I like Andy Reid. He's one of my favorite coaches in the league, but I don't think... I don't think Mahomes is going to be that great of a QB. Would you rather have Patrick Mahomes or Alex Smith this year? This year, Alex Smith. Right. Would you rather have Alex Smith or Patrick Mahomes two years from now? Next year. That point, probably. Next year. Mm. A lot of it would depend on how Alex Smith did this year. Um, But if you're making me pick, then then I'd think Mahomes... Because then he's got two years, you know, to de- he's had two years to develop, so. Okay, I interesting. I I don't think he's going to be that great. Anyways, um, I think the Chargers are going to win this division, man. I do. I think that I think um, Philip Rivers is going to get a nice two to three year swan song here in Los Angeles, where he's going to have a good, you know, really good team, a contender. Um, obviously, Bosa Ingram. You know, Ingram's been around for a while, you know, and even if he starts to slow down eventually, you know, Bosa is really, I mean, this is going to be Bosa's third year. This should be, you know, this could be a year where he really explodes and becomes, you know, if he's going to be that type of player, this could be the year where he really becomes a defensive player of the year type guy, you know. I could totally see him winning it this year. Um, I could totally see him, you know, and, and even if he doesn't win defensive player of the year, I could really see him 
you know, getting to, you know, close to that level this year. So I think Derwin James is going to be a stud. I think he's going to be an absolute uh, superstar. I think he's going to be an all pro. Um, I, I think I told you that last weekend as well. <clears throat> you know, I kind of, <clears throat> I didn't predict that for him before the draft, but I did, I did at least mention that I really liked what I saw on tape and it, it just stood out the type of athlete that he was. And I think he's going to be a huge difference maker. Um, yeah, and you know, I think, I think, uh, what's his face? The running back with the braids, Melvin Ingram, not Melvin Ingram. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally blanking. Who's the running back? Chargers. Oh my god, no, I'm blanking. I, I think I just like psyched you out, honestly. This is just completely terrible, honestly. It's actually 1230 at night here, so that's why we're actually, uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. I want to keep saying Melvin Ingram for some reason. Yeah, so Melvin Gordon, you know, and he's a good, so I feel like he's going to have a, you know, he's not a superstar by any means, but he's a solid receiver. And, yeah. you know, I mean, a solid running back, excuse me. Now you can really tell it's getting late. But, yeah, no, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a solid player. And, uh, that you know, people are saying they have one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. I think Keenan Allen is good. I think he's, I think he's kind of like a Andy Dalton type of receiver, if I'm being completely honest. But, um, it just seems a little empty. Like, I don't think he equates to winning games all the time. Like, his best games, they it's always when they're, like, trying to come back and they're throwing up Hail Marys and stuff, which is not really football. And But that's, you know, that's a, that's a very simplization of, like, what he does as a quarterback. But, yeah, no, I think that, um, and, and I guess people like Mike Williams a lot, but we'll see, you know. But I think the Chargers are going to win that division. I really do. I think they're a good team. So Yeah, I definitely thought you no know, one was looking at the division i definitely think the charger is going to finish second um but i just didn't think that they'd have enough to win the division so i think they'll make a big improvement over last year though that's for sure i can't believe john gruden i can't believe how this is playing out you know this was definitely on the table when he was hired that you know you could definitely envision this but you you thought that like he would have more you know like this guy was just on monday night football and for all these years you're thinking you know, he knows football, and, you know, for a while, especially, you know, two, three years ago, I think it was pretty close to its height, you know, the whole John Gruden should come back thing, you know, Andrew Luck maybe, but now you look at it, and it's just like, man, he kind of, you know, from, you know, from afar, he just kind of looks like the crazy old dude that took over the Raiders and got all this money and doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah, it, um, I was listening to the Ringer NFL podcast the other day, and it's, they're talking about how John Gruden prescribes to a different thinking of roster construction than a lot than most other teams do now. And he's much more like the Patriots where the only person that they want to pay or pay very, very well or even overpay for would be a quarterback. Whereas a lot of other teams are loading up on the defensive side of the ball and with offensive weapons and then drafting their young QB to so they win on the QB's ascent and then you know eventually like like we're seeing now with the Seahawks we'll get to the NFC West in a bit where they're deconstructing their team because they're having to pay the quarterback so yeah but I feel like even that is like an oversimplification of like of the job he's doing in general if I'm being honest because like okay (laughs) like if that's your theory like that's okay but you already have, like, the good quarterback, so fine. You don't want to pay defensive players. Like, that applies, but that doesn't apply to, like, 
just super elite players. Like it's this is Khalil Mack, you know. We're not talking about yeah. like Cam Chancellor or something. So no, I definitely agree a, with you. I'm just saying that no, that's I know. I know. I'm. I just saying. I'm. I only say it in that tone because it's like because I understand that people like have that opinion. But I'm just saying that like he's also done. You know, none of his other moves are really working out. I don't know. We'll see how the draft class turns out. But he traded a third round pick from Artavius Bryant, who they cut. You know, and I can't really think of any other moves that they've made because they're not. They're not really great, you know. So I just think it's going badly, and it usually goes bad when a coach is like team president, anyways. So, mm-hmm. and the Raiders are the, you know, the, the poorest organization money-wise, and the, the, their reputation is not good, their facility is not great, They're, they have this move coming up, which is going to be good, but it's not, it doesn't look like it's headed in the right direction, so, you know, we could, be yeah, but- sit, we could be sitting here a year from now, and John Gruden could have it righted, and we'll look stupid, but this is, it's not just like a regular, like, oh, this isn't great so far, it's, it's pretty alarming how it's going. <laughs> Yeah, you raise an interesting point by saying that the Raiders are the like the poorest team in the NFL. And this is something that I didn't know about until listening to podcasts about the Khalil Mack trade and as to why the Raiders' front office would potentially be okay with this outside of John Gruden. And it's the, having to do with guaranteed money. And so something that I learned that for every for all the guaranteed money when you sign someone to a contract – you have to have all that guaranteed money up front. Yeah, you have to put and, it in escrow. Yeah, which I didn't know. And so it's not that you can just like, oh, he's guaranteed fifteen million in you know twenty twenty. All right, we'll you know, we have we'll make sure we have twenty million or fifteen million in twenty twenty. No, you have to have it now. You have to save it for them, which I didn't know. And, yeah, but I mean like, and again, I know it's quote unquote against the rules, but we're all adults here. We know tampering mm-hmm. and illegal things and wink winks happen. I think there's a way for you to, you know, I think that it's not it's not just the fact that, okay, like, okay, maybe that is the situation, but they could have played it out 10,000 different ways than it, than it went, you know what I'm saying? And they just didn't, they didn't really talk to him. You know, they talked to him. I heard, I forgot which podcast I was listening to, I'm quoting other podcasts, but I heard that, um, you know, they went to him with an offer and then his team came back with an offer and they were basically, the Raiders thought that it was kind of like crazy, like, whoa, we're far apart. So basically, um... Yeah, gotcha, Tim, by the way. But, yeah, um, you know, they basically were just like, yeah, no, like, that's not really an option, you know? Like, we're not going yeah. to pay you that. So they kind of just thought they were crazy and stopped talking to them. Um, and, you know, and they just kind of went from there, and then the communication broke down, and then they pulled the trigger on a, on a trade that, you know. Honestly, you know, at least they did. They didn't have to give up the second-round pick, but at least they got what they needed, you know? So yeah. at least they got something. So they didn't get fleeced, that's for sure. So, okay. Um, NFC North, right? Let me start by saying this, right? I just want to know, I'm going to ask you this again later in the season. If, what does your heart, and I, I, let's just, I'm going to make it very simple, right? Boil it down to a yes or a no. I know there's nuances we can get into it. Five years from now, right, is Mitch Trubisky the Bears quarterback? I know what your heart tells you. What does your head tell you? Just be honest. Uh, my... I, know, I know they're both possible. Which way do you lean, if you had to guess, if you had to put your life savings on it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, if I'm going to put my life savings on it, I think that he will be the QB in five years. Okay. 
yeah, I'm not necessarily, I don't, I'm nervous about my choice, but that's what I'm going with. I'm 60-40, he will not be the Bears quarterback. He will not. I, I'd be lying if I said I saw everything I wanted to to this point. I'd be lying if I said I was as confident as I am in other young quarterbacks around the league, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do realize, as I said, and we could do a whole pot on this, that there's nuances. He didn't start many games in college. This is a new offense. There's just a lot, you know. And he, he's young in general. He, are, he has a few f- physical shortcomings. You know, he's not the... He's not the most, like, he's not, definitely not um, not gifted, but he's not mm-hmm. the most gifted quarterback in the league, that's for sure. Arm strength or yeah. athleticism, they're both pretty. He's, he's, he's above average athletically, slightly, and he's about average arm strength-wise, if not a little better than you would want, maybe. So, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I think we're going to find, like, we're going to know. This we're we're gonna know by the end of the year. Oh yeah, we're gonna know because pretty quickly like, end of the year. <laughs> we're gonna know eight games in. Because the like one of the biggest reasons I was you know hemming and hawing on which, you know which way to answer your question was that this offense is so drastically different from the offense that he played in last year. The offense last year was I mean we've we've talked about it at length before, especially on you know po- season, seasons of the podcast before. And that Lyle Doggins, uh, that, yeah, Dowell Loggins offense was just so bland and predictable. And, yeah. I mean, and he still managed to find some successes in that terrible offense. So, I, I, I was more confident about it at the end of the season, but as the season, as the offseason went along, I just grew more and more worried, kind of. And I feel like I, you know, I just feel like everything's kind of on the table still. You know, I feel like there's a scenario where, I get, you know, because Jared Goff is worse, worse off at this point last year, and, you know, he could be an MVP candidate if everything broke right, even though everyone yeah. still doesn't believe in him. But, you know, same thing with Mitch. I think we could feel silly a year from now, and he'll throw in, like, 33 touchdowns this year and only, like, 13 picks or something, and it goes really well. Or, you know, I don't think he's a train wreck by any means, but, you know, I could definitely see a scenario where he's, like, career backup eventually you know or you know i don't know i just fear i guess my biggest fear is that his ceiling is like matt schaub or something you know oh i think his ceiling is higher than matt schaub no no his ceiling is but what i'm saying is like i feel like i guess i guess i feel like what the most likely scenario is that's who he is I, you know no. I, I feel like i feel like there's a good it's not just a chance that he could be a lot better than that there's a sizable chance he could be a lot better than that I also think there's a sizable chance he could be worse than that because Matt Chop had some good years. But I think that if you had to peg him in for what type of career he was going to have from what he's shown so far, that would be my guess. I hate saying that. I really do. But And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But do you think they can make the playoffs this year? I think they could. Will they? I think they'll fall a little bit short. That's where, that's where I'd bet my money. But... If things break right, they could be the sixth seed. So you got the Packers, you got the Vikings. I've got the Vikings. Same. Yeah, I got the Vikings too. They're loaded, man. They could be in the Super Bowl. I guess we'll get yeah. to that, but they could. You think the Packers will make the playoffs though, right? 
Yeah, I think they will. I think Rodgers uh, is going to have a big year. I know it's easy to say, but I think he's going to have like a like a MVP year, honestly. I don't know MVP. Well, I mean, you can never say never with Aaron Rodgers. So he just seems particularly locked in. I'll say that. Yeah. Um. He's he's got his money. He's going to go for it now. Yeah, and he seems not to say he wasn't earlier, but you know what I mean. Just from a confidence level, I just you know I hate the Packers, and I don't. I I I love his game. I don't like him because of that he's on the Packers, but at the same time, um he he seems like he's reached a level of like confidence to where he's really you know, he knows how good he is and he always has, but I'm saying it's it's like it, I know you don't pay attention to the NBA, but LeBron's really done this in the last year or two to where it's like I'm so good not only and Rodgers has really been doing this, but again, I feel like he's gone up another level to where it's like I'm so good. I'm not only going to be out here and being good, but I can literally, like, this is like a movie. Like, I can entertain yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just playing with us, you know? It doesn't always go right, but, like, he he has a lot of plays that are just off the charts. So, um, I it also makes me scared because I feel like, you know, Cowherd said this recently, too. Like, I, I feel like there's a Super Bowl season randomly for the Packers coming up. I, I really hate saying that, but it's just, like, that's just kind of what great quarterbacks do, and there's just going to be a year where, like, it's like, you know, they've hung around for so long, and then all of a sudden the Packers are in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn it, we're here, you know? We almost had it in 2014. Yeah. They lost that close game, so. All right, um, NFC East, what do you think? I've got the Eagles again. Wow. You know, yeah, it, it, you know, a lot of other teams have made, well, particularly the Giants, made a lot of strides. You know, Redskins feel confident in Alex Smith. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to take a little step back. Um, the That Eagles defense is still really, really good. You know, how does Carson Wentz come back and play? That's a big question. Uh, they seem to be pretty confident, but they're being cautious with them at the beginning. And, you know, how does Nick Foles do in his absence? So, but yeah, I think the Eagles are still going to win this division. Interesting. I think the Giants are going to win the division. I think they're going to go from really good to bad to really good again. Um, Eli Manning's not great. He's also not as terrible as people think he is. Um, but there's the worst quarterbacks that you could have. I think that their defense, which was really good two years ago, I think you know reinvigorated and with some you know hopefully got some of the locker room issues worked out, which seemed to be a big deal last year, personality-wise. You know, that might be a big if, but if they can get those worked out, um, you know, the defense should be pretty solid. And, you know, I, I have Odell Beckham in fantasy, and they play the Jags, so he's only, you know, he's projected to only average like 12 points. But I feel like people kind of forget, you know, because of like some of his antics and just it's been, you know, he missed all but four games last year. Um, I, you know, Odell Beckham, man, and I feel like he's still, like, I know he gets credit, but like, I feel like people really downplay, like, how good he is. Like, he is great. Like, he's, like, everything we said about Khalil Mack applies to Odell Beckham Jr. You know, like, he's great. Yeah. He's, like, top yeah. 10 in the NFL, period, any position. And he's just one of those guys that can really win you games. He really is, you know. he At any point, you know, you could be watching any Sunday and he's just going to get two 70-yard touchdowns, you know, or just you know, just dominate on a down-by-down down basis. And I think that's what I like about him, too. He's really good underneath, and that's why I personally would rather have him than Antonio Brown because I think Odell's better going deep, honestly. But that could just be yeah. me. 
Um, you know, Antonio's a better route runner, but Odell's also, a, I think he's a pretty great route runner. And then, you know, Saquon's the, uh, you know, he's the wild card. Some people have high expectations, some people don't. I think he's going to fall somewhere in between. I don't think he's going to be, like, like all pro his first year, but I think he could be, like, a pro bowler, like, really good. Like, remember Adrian Peterson's rookie year where he kind of just did a bunch of stuff, split carries with Chester Taylor, and, yeah, you know, and I, even though, he, I think he, he definitely got a 1,000 yards, but, and he got a bunch of touchdowns, and he had a, just a bunch of splash plays, and I think that's what's going to happen with, uh, with uh, Saquon, Adrian Peterson. Looking back on it, that was like a fun time. Like he was so good. I feel like people forget how good Adrian Peterson really was. You know, mm-hmm. he was awesome. Every time he touched the ball, you really did think like, "Wow, he's." You knew he like, had a chance to take it to the house. Honestly, yeah, so, I, I remember specifically one game against the Bears. He just absolutely was dominating, but the Bears had managed to keep it close, and then he busted off this huge run off the right side. And then Hunter Hillenmeyer just kind of came out of nowhere from behind, smacked the ball out, and forced a turnover, and the Bears won. Nice. Despite like a 250-yard performance from Major Peterson. Didn't Devin Hester return a kickoff in that? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he did. Or I think he returned a punt for a touchdown. Because Adrian almost returned a kickoff for a touchdown in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And the week after that, Adrian Peterson rushed for like, Oh, it was like a crazy amount of yards against the Chargers. Like he did something crazy the following week. So um, he like almost broke the record. But yeah, either way, we digress. So <clears throat> NFC South, what do you got? I am going to go with the Falcons. I, okay. I, this division to me is a, a toss-up. I mean, you had two teams go 11 and 5. I feel like you're playing it too much by the book, Tim. I'm going to be honest. I feel like you're you're picking a lot of division winners from last year, and that's not going to happen, bro. I'm telling you Well, right the now. Falcons finished third in the division last year. True, so. true, true. But they came on at the end. It, it, it doesn't feel like they finished third. <laughs> and, anyways. That's a Falcons stupid statement. Be- I, that's a stupid statement, I realize, but you know what I mean. God. Yeah, the Falcons are going to be my pick, but... I mean, you could flip a coin for those for the Saints, the Panthers, Falcons. Have, heck, yeah, I know. I Not don't the Bucks. <laughs> Sorry to my friend Cole. Cole Garner is a offensive lineman for the Bucks, but uh, oh, yeah, that's sorry, classic. Cole. That's classic, dude. No, honestly, uh, I think the Panthers are going to win this division. You know, I'm a Cam Newton fan, but <laughs> Bill Simmons has kind of been on this lately too. But like, I don't know. Everyone like Cam Newton's good as hell. <laughs> like that dude's awesome, mm-hmm. and like Luke Keekley is good as hell. Like really good, like it's, amazing. <laughs> yeah, but is he gonna be able to stay healthy though? That's a good question. I'm a little, you know, that is a concern. But, um, you know, linebacker seems to be one of those positions where even if you have a spurt of injuries, guys seem to be able to sustain greatness at that position for quite a while. It just, mm-hmm. it, you know, especially if you're, like, really talented, like Keekly is. So, you know, as long as, you know, obviously the, the concussions is the biggest deal, you know, so because it's not, it's not like he's had too many, like, freak injuries. So, um, but I do think if, if he were to get, like, one really bad one, I, I do think he could retire after that, to be honest. Like, I think yeah. I think we're kind of to that point. So, um, we'll see, you know, they got, you know, they have Thomas Davis is going to have a suspension. Um, that's an example of what I was saying, but I think the, you know I think the the defensive backfield is going to be a lot better this year, and I, you know they're gonna they're gonna get it done on defense. So we'll see about McCaffrey. Yeah. There's a lot of McCaffrey buzz right now, but it still feels kind of like BS. So we'll see. 
one one of my concerns is like who's Cam going to throw the ball to? Now you've got McCaffrey out of the backfield. Greg Olson's going to be healthy again. But um, know, well, they who, signed. Well, Funches had like 900 yards last year. Funches is good. You know, he's at least as good as Calvin Benjamin was. And then they have uh, they drafted DJ Moore in the I think they traded back into the first round to get him and Cam loves him he's you know okay. there's there's as much DJ Moore buzz as there is for Anthony Miller if not more and then okay. obviously you have Greg Olson they signed someone else too if you look at their roster there's someone else that they have um, that that's good I forget who it is it's like a veteran that they signed you know he's, he's, it's nothing great but it is a guy who's at least going to give you a baseline of production you know so yeah. No, I, dude, I think the Panthers are going to win, like, 11 games. Oh, Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith, yep. That's exactly who I was thinking about. So, um, It just sounded like I was lying when I said that. That's exactly it. That was him, yep. <laughs> but that, that actually was who I was thinking of. But, yeah, um, they're going to be good. I think they're going to be really good. So we'll see. We'll get to that, I guess. But, yeah, NFC West, who you got? I have the Rams. Yeah, it's hard to pick against them, right? Yeah, I just don't think that the 49ers are going to make enough of a step up no. to and and I don't think the Rams are going to take a I don't th- I don't think they're going to take a step back, certainly not enough to lose the division. So, and I think the, especially, I think the Seahawks will be especially better. Especially since I think the Seahawks are going to take a step back. They're so. going to take a step back, but they're not going to take as big of a step back as people are saying. Like they're still yeah. going to win like 8 games at least. I've seen people yep. pick them pick less. But I don't know. Yeah, I think that, like I said, man, the Rams they're just they're just too good. <laughs> they they just have literally have too much talent. Like even if they like if they lost in Dominican Zoo, they have Aaron Donald. Like and, and yeah. I, I I guess this is becoming a theme of this podcast because I feel like this is kind of a theme of the NFL sometimes the way that teams have been you know not you know I guess reluctant to give out contracts to non quarterbacks recently and I guess non receivers, but. Um, and Dominican Sue is still really good. Like, still top 20 player as far as defense goes, like top 20 defense player. Yeah, close. If he's not in it, he's close, you know? So just by sheer, I don't know, just production, you know? His, like, he could, be, he could be lazy for a season, which he is most seasons. Even when he's not motivated, he's still, like, really damn good, and that's what's crazy. Like, even when he's not motivated, he's still a Pro Bowl-level player. So, and when he's motivated, he's... Aaron Donald, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Brandon Cooks, who I wouldn't have given that money to. That's going to be one of them that they'll regret. But, yeah, you know, obviously, I mean, Todd Gurley finished second in MVP voting last year, so that goes without saying, you know. Um, yeah, all right, let's, before we get to the Super Bowl, oh, we're not going to do it. We're going we're gonna to wait on the awards, actually. We'll touch on that a little bit next week. We know we don't, we don't even have to pick the awards overall. Um but we'll kind of, I guess we'll just kind of track those throughout the season, you know? I think that'll be interesting. So, um, okay. Who do you have playing in the AFC title game, out of curiosity? I have the Patriots and, surprisingly, the Chiefs. I'm just not that impressed by a lot of the AFC that, teams. I just want to tell you, that's not happening. The Chiefs are no, not playing in there. No, it probably won't. But I was... I decided to go off the wall, so there I am. Okay. I guess I'm going to go off the wall, too, then. I'm going to say... <laughs> I don't want to kind of like go back on something I said earlier. Let's see. You know what? I'm going to just go for it. I'm going to say it is going to be the 
Patriots at the Chargers. Well, that's not going to happen. Okay. Philip Rivers so, is good. I am, or I'm. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm not saying he's bad. I but. am. Yes, I am good. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So NFC, who you got? I have the Vikings and Eagles. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I've got in that game. I have. <laughs> you said that's what I've got in that game. I have the. Interesting. I know I have one of them for sure. I'm I'm really going off the wall. I'm taking some chances. I know at least one of my pretty big like picks is gonna come true. I bet. But I'm gonna go with the Giants and the Panthers. Actually. Oof. Yeah. I went there. Like I okay, I could see the Panthers. I I don't think the Giants are gonna no. They're not going to. All right. Um. So Super Bowl. Who do you got? Give me the two teams and give me the winner. I in the Super Bowl I have the Vikings over the Patriots. You have the Vikings winning the Super Bowl. I do. Yeah. You're gonna call my pick a homer pick. I mean, it's kind of obvious. I think the Panthers. Haven't you been saying that the past four years? <laughs> no. I think the Panthers are going to beat the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. I think the Chargers are going to – I think there's going to be at least one – I mean, there almost is every year. I think there's – I mean, look at last year. There's going to be one surprise team in the Super Bowl. One of these teams that we – you could pick if we picked – I don't even know. If you just lined up the teams that you think are contenders and the ones that you're not – one of the teams in the Super Bowl is going to be a team that you don't think is a contender right now. I can almost guarantee you that. We're going to listen to this pod and remember I said that. Watch. <laughs> Interesting. Vikings, yeah. Oh. I just don't think the teams that are like the Vikings, like, it seems like they should win, but you know there's an ingredient missing, but you, you're like, no, the, you know, the ingredient's not don't. missing. They're going to overcome that ingredient that we don't know what it don't. is, but that ingredient is always the most important ingredient. <laughs> Don't forget, they made it to the NFC. Wait, yeah, they made it as far as they did in the playoffs without Dalvin Cook. Yeah, they've I Del- just they have Dalvin Cook back. They're gonna have they're gonna have a good running game this year. I know, you know, a lot of these things, man. It it really comes down to because I think you know, talent wise, there's a lot of teams that are pretty similar in the NFL year to year, but. I think the difference is kind of just the aura of the team and where you're getting these guys in their career, you know? Like, yeah, Dalvin Cook's going to be back this year, but he's not. Dalvin Cook next year will be way better than Dalvin Cook this year. Even if he, and he probably will be super productive this year, but this won't be the best Dalvin Cook we'll see, you know? So, and it's things like that. It's like Kirk Cousins is good, but like, dude, we've never seen Kirk Cousins win a playoff game yet you know and he's going to be your quarterback like how do we know he's going to get to the nfc title game or not shit himself you know like that could happen and, and he's not gonna i'm not saying he's gonna be terrible but what if he's just like really average like that like we've seen alex smith do that so many times so we don't know if kirk cousins is that so that's why i'm i'm hesitant to pick someone like him to get to the super bowl you know and it's, a, it's one of those things to where i think people you know they want to i don't know 
just picks like the Vikings bother me, I guess. You know, the Patriots is safe, you know. A lot of times it's teams where, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens were in the Super Bowl this year. And even though I didn't pick the Steelers to win their division, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the Super Bowl either, you know. It's it's going to be a surprise team. And, and a lot of times those surprise teams are led by guys that you would think, you know, coming out of nowhere again. <laughs> It's like yeah. it's like if the Steelers would have won the Super Bowl like two years ago or something. Like, oh yeah, of course they would have snuck back up and won it again. You know, that's why I feel like Cam has a good chance. It's like Cam Cam is good enough, obviously, to get you a Super Bowl. There's a decent amount of those players like still on the team, and they could pull it off. You know, I I could easily see the Panthers in the Super Bowl. That's why I picked them. You know, because he's proven he can get it done before, and you should trust that. So, yeah. And Rivers, it just seems like he could finally get to one. That'd be nice. So, whatever. Wishful thinking. <laughs> that is wishful pretty. Uh, you know, I, I I like. I really like Philip Rivers. It's just wishful thinking. I try to. You know, I know that if I picked who I thought was the best teams right now, I'm trying to just think of what could happen when I make that pick. You know, because if I picked who the best teams, maybe because the Patriots aren't the best team on paper, but they basically are because they have Tom Brady. You know, I eat, I want to put the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but I know if I picked, like, Patriots versus Eagles in the rematch or Patriots versus, I guess, Vikings, even though you picked that, you know, like, those are going to be good teams. But, and I think you know, one of those teams isn't going to be in the Super Bowl. Chances oh, are, yeah. you, you know, so that's just the way it goes. So I do, um, I just try to account for everything, but I definitely think that, uh, I definitely think there's going to be a surprise team. And I think the Chargers could, could do it, man. I do. <laughs> Bears. It's going to be Bears. Go Bears. Bears over Texans. So. <laughs> you see how I brought, it, I brought it full circle right there at the end? So, Okay. Um, Tim, I'm so glad. This was so much fun. We went longer than we wanted to, but I, this, was, this was badass. I miss podcasting. So. It was long overdue. It was long overdue. We're going to be back next week. It's the End Over End podcast. You know. um, make sure you subscribe to us. You know, we're on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes. We're going to work on some, you know, getting some, on some other channels and stuff like that. But um, you can find us on Facebook as well. We're both on Twitter um, at JulianGreenJG. Tim is it's underscore new Tim. Um, you know, yeah, you follow us. We're, we're a lot of fun. We'll, we'll interact with you guys. Um, and we're, we're just going to be here all season long. And we're going to do a lot of fun stuff in the future. But we'll get to that when we get there. So, Tim, anything else? Good night, everybody. Have a good week, you guys. Enjoy the games.